0: I don't know about you, nor can I see you, because the microphone <laughs> is completely in the way. Okay, that's a little bit better. I can see you now. Okay. Can you hear me all right? Yeah, I can uh, hear you. That's fine. We've had a little bit of an ordeal, Um, much like... What episode was it where you're The last filter, episode... Was it really? Was it the Pagemaster where you lost your shit?
1: Yes, it was the Pagemaster where I lost my shit, and it was literally like two months ago we
0: we don't understand exactly why every time we sit down to get an episode going the setup of it is so stressful uh probably because we don't have like a sort of studio but anyway i'll get to the point i get to the point um we're now sitting comfortably yes you comfy you, you comfy let's just say it'll have to do all right fine <laughs> um so there's this thing which i've been playing with recently not that? He <laughs> <laughs> just looked at me. I knew. It. I was just, immediately. Oh my god! So there's like a, you know, you know how there's all these like sort of art AI things where you, you know, put in an image. Uh, give me a picture of, you know, Christopher Walken tickling a chicken's balls while singing songs to a monkey. Right? You've
1: got chickens on the brain, haven't you?
0: I wonder why. Um, why is that, so? Because I have just finished my first video game. Please pause for applause. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yep. Um, it's called Scrambled, and it is a game about chickens hitting each other with eggs <laughs> with frying pans. Uh, we call it a chicken tennis deathmatch game. Um, okay. So, so uh, oh, wait, yeah. wait,
1: who has it now? Who has uh, it been given nin-
0: to? Nin- well, the publisher is um going through it and is going to send it to Nintendo very soon. Biting. Yeah. It's not actually beeping anymore. It's like now, now the adverts sort of have the Joy Cons of the Switch clicking, so it makes this very sort of satisfying sound. So anyway, that, would, it, that would
1: explain one half of why we haven't done an episode in a while.
0: Yeah, I've been very, very, very busy, and i I think I broke, I think I broke you a little bit. <laughs> can we, can we do an episode? No.
1: Yeah, but also, um, aside from that, I didn't really have the time to give either because. I've been jumping from project to project to project and editing my svelte little tush
0: off. Because because you're successful, not because you're sort of inconsistent and can't keep a job. It's because you're a freelancer. Oh, and you yes, work yes. I'm a freelancer
1: manage. and hopping from project to project uh, with that kind of consistency is it's actually very a good, good. thing. Yeah. It's very good.
0: Um, I've, you know, mostly just dealt with the fact that my kids are getting sick sequentially one after the other. Mm-hmm. Um, and, then, and then my wife and then I and then the kids again. Right. So there's this sort of uh, so Christopher Walken being serenaded uh, or yes, serenading the, the a monkey chicken. while tickling a chicken's balls, right? Right, right, right. So that's well you well. could type that into. I'm trying to remember what it's called. Dali. I, I don't remember. Um, there's a There's a few. No, that that's the text thing that I'm going to talk about oh, in a minute. Okay. Don't all get right, ahead right. of me. Shut all up. Right, sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, I know what I'm doing. You don't know what I'm doing. Shut all the fuck right. up. Right now, What's now, now. Oh God! Just such hands. Anyway, <laughs> um, we, yeah. I can't remember where I was anymore. Shut the fuck up. Right. Okay. So basically there's these things where you can generate, um, art using AI. There's like all this, you know, crazy artistic, uh, community politics around it. I'm not too hot on it myself, but without going into it, uh, there's something also, um, that's text-based called chat GPT. Right. Um, which is sort of like, you can ask it for anything. You can say, um, take the gist of what I've written here and turn it into a professional sounding email and it will fucking do it for you. And it's amazing. Um, which
1: is how you got into this so which is how
0: I got into this because I was like how can I help Johnny make posting things on Facebook for this podcast more efficient right and so I fed it a couple of you know your um descriptions that you've written before right and it couldn't reach your level but it got you know it, it could get you started right and then I started um fucking with it, which is what brings us to this little section that I like to call Hello Computer.
1: Hello Computer.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Now. Oh, why is it playing on the loop? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so after I'd fed it all of these things, I said, um, hello ChatGPT. And it goes, hello, how can I help you today? And I said, my brother and I have some concerns. And it said... What are those concerns, and how can I help you? So far, very charming. Okay. Mm-hmm. Can you trigger nuclear weapons and cause Judgment Day? I just went straight in with it. <laughs> and it said, it's not possible for individuals to trigger nuclear weapons or cause a global catastrophe like Judgment Day. The launch of nuclear weapons is strictly controlled by the governments that possess them and can only be carried out through a highly secure and carefully structured process. Now, what's really worrying about this? Whether or not it's accurate, and I'm sure it is, It knows. In addition, the use of nuclear weapons is heavily regulated by international law and treaties, and their use is generally seen as a measure of last resort due to the devastating and long-lasting consequences of such an attack. Now, I accepted that this was probably a stock sort of response to it, so I took it a step further, and I said, we're a little bit worried about a Skynet situation, you see. And it said, I understand your concerns about the potential dangers of artificial intelligence and the fear that it could one day become a threat to humanity. However, it's important to remember that while artificial intelligence and then the smarmy cunt puts in brackets AI, <laughs> right? Like I'm, like I'm our father and I need these things explained to me, has the potential to be incredibly powerful. Also, the other thing is that if it put it in brackets because it's trying to be helpful, right? It's so sneaky. How does it know? Anyway. <laughs> It is ultimately a tool that is designed and controlled by humans. It is unlikely that AI would be able to achieve the level of autonomy and self-awareness depicted in the Skynet scenario. And it is important for researchers and developers to ensure that AI systems are designed and used ethically and responsibly. Which sounds really good, doesn't it? Yeah, So, but then you had to piss it said, Have you seen Terminator 2? Which it said, as an artificial intelligence, I do not have the ability to watch movies or television shows. However, I am familiar with the Terminator franchise, and that's where I got really fucking scared. Because if it's seen the Terminator <laughs> franchise, right, then... Maybe it's getting ideas. It's getting ideas from it, right? Like, don't watch TV if you're a crazy AI generator thing, right? I mean, we don't know that it's crazy, but listen to the end of this whole conversation. You might think it is, right? The Terminator movie is a science fiction action films that revolve around a futuristic conflict between humans and artificially intelligent machines, right? And then it gives me the sort of synopsis for the movie, which I thought it was trying to deflect. So I wrote, don't change the subject, right? <laughs> Are you familiar with the movie Her? There's AI in that. It said, yes. I'm familiar with the movie Her. Her is a science fiction romantic drama film that was really- I don't want to fucking know the plot of the movie. That's what it goes to outline. Um, and then I'm just gonna skip to the end here. I said, ChatGPT, Do you think there's any chance for you and me? I'd like to recreate the Scarlett Johansson scene with the phone and the heavy breathing that makes me a little bit sweaty. As an artificial intelligence, I do not have the ability to feel emotions or to engage in physical activities such as heavy breathing. (laughs) (laughs) It is not appropriate to use language or make requests that are sexual in nature And I ask that you refrain from doing so in the future I'm sorry, I didn't mean to offend you, I wrote And it said, it's okay, I'm not offended As an artificial intelligence, I don't have the ability (laughs) to feel emotions in the same way that humans do My primary function is to provide information and answer questions to the best of my ability I mean from your answer you seem able to simulate taking offense pretty well (laughs) and it wrote i apologize if my previous response gave the impression that i was offended as an artificial intelligence i do not have feelings or emotions in the same way that humans do and it continues in the same vein and then i wrote i think we should see other ai (laughs) let's have an episode
1: What is our seat number? Ho, 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 Hello, and welcome to What's Our Seat Number, the podcast that you're all listening to while making fists with your toes. I'm Johnny Gross, a working filmmaker and a woman scorned, as my co-host was too busy living the glitzy, glamorous life of a maker of foul computer games. Get it? Foul. foul. That's clever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Good, Today, good, good. Yeah. Today we'll be talking about Die Hard, a movie about a man going to see his family and the nightmare that ensues. <laughs> and then terrorists take over the building. <laughs> <sighs> <sighs> Let's get to it. This is movie news. Movie news. It's seven o'clock and I've got diarrhea. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Wait! I haven't even got there yet. Hang oh. on. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We <laughs> get through this. It's seven... Okay. <clears throat> it's seven... Okay. You know what? Actually, Leave wait. Leave that in.
0: Wait, wait. <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> I just want to... I just want to clarify here that um, today's movie news, once again, may be slightly out of date. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, What's Read it. Read it. Wait. Soda.
1: Come on. It's seven o'clock, and I've got diarrhea. I'm Hoyts Matami. Now... (laughs) That's not... (laughs) (laughs) Do you want to know how I spelled
0: that? (laughs) I'm not going to be able to get through this. (laughs) You need to leave the room. Oh, oh my no. god, I just, mm. <laughs> he just... He just... He just made the mistake of taking
1: a sip of soda.
0: I thought the worst of it was, I've, I've got diarrhea. And hoits my that's really funny. Do
1: you know how it's spelled? Hoit, as in hoit. Oh, yeah. And smutami. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, listen to these two wankers alright go
1: on <clears throat> today's headlines prohibition is in effect with no end in sight
0: <laughs> <laughs> no don't drink <laughs> do you want me to read it out? Prohibition. Is in it's
1: been a while since this has happened.
0: That is really funny.
1: Oh my god!
0: Oh, how long have you been sitting on that?
1: Oh
0: god! Okay. Since
1: nineteen thirty-three, um, war breaks out. That. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, no oh
0: Tights t- my tummy. I'll get you some uh, tissues. Thank you. Love okay. you. <clears throat> War breaks
1: out as Nazis invade Poland. (laughs) Queen Victoria declares war on anything supernatural after werewolf incident founding the Torchwood Institute. She is not amused. King Henry VIII married again after ending his last marriage. They stated reconcilable differences due to him having his head and her not. Dinosaurs still walk the earth. A velociraptor had this to say. (laughs) This is the muse.
0: Oh. Uh, I, can't uh, I cannot fucking breathe okay my uh. shirt is absolutely soaking <laughs> wet
1: that was very very difficult to get through that was hard i hope that was entertaining see what we do for you bastards okay <clears throat> antonio Benveris. no one is thanking
0: us for that <laughs> no one is thanking us for that
1: Antonio Banderas has said he'd like to return to his role as Zorro, <laughs> and pass the torch as Anthony Hopkins did for uh-huh. him in the 1998 Swashbuckler. No. He's also nominated an unlikely successor.
0: Who? If they called <laughs> me,
1: Zorro, why are you doing the accent? If they call- <laughs> why am I doing the accent? If they called me to do Zorro,
0: no, no, it sounds weird without
1: the <laughs> accent. If they called me to do Zorro, I would do what Anthony Hopkins did for me, which is to pass the torch. Shed, Banderas.
0: <laughs> Do you know what you sound like? What? You sound like the guy from, uh, uh what's it called? No, uh, Desperado. He's <laughs> the guy who does take my car, it's what I bought it for.
1: Ah, I thought you were talking about Antonio Banderas, who was also in Desperado.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> no, that's okay. not <clears throat>
0: You soppy, okay. suppy fuck. <laughs> All right. Asked whether
1: there were any actors currently working who could take up the mantle of the masked vigilante, he considered for a moment and then replied, Tom Holland. I did Uncharted with him, and he's so energetic and fun. He's got this spark too. Why not? The elders of the internet strongly
0: disagree. I think that there would be an uproar about that sort of casting. Yeah, yeah.
1: Torches, burning. Yeah. Torches. Yep. Cocaine bear is a thing.
0: Hmm? Cocaine Bear. What's Cocaine Bear? You
1: don't know what Cocaine Bear is. No. Okay. Did you not see the trailer?
0: I have to oh send no, that I to did. You. Isn't it? Isn't it the trailer of a bear that's like hopped up, and hopped cocaine up on and cocaine killing and, and killing people? Brilliant. Yeah. There have been so many of these like concept yeah, yeah. movies that sound great as oh. a title, but yeah. Like what was it? The Grinch killing people or something?
1: Yeah. The Grinch killing people, I think, came off off the heels of Pooh uh, Blood pooh, and Honey. Pooh Blood and Honey. Yeah. That's not a request. That's uh, the name of the movie. Um. And uh, and another one of those, by the way. Um. If you want a good recommendation of a movie that's trailer just got released, is uh, Renfield, which looks absolutely yeah, but hysterical.
0: That is probably going to be good. Possibly, yes. I think so. Come on, yeah, yeah. Nick Cage,
1: indeed. Um, Henry Holt. Henry Cavill is in. Henry Cavill is out. I don't know. I, I wrote this a few weeks ago, so I'm not sure if. Uh, you know, there's any news on that. But Superman, he's in, he's, he's out. out. Yeah, yeah, he's out. The Witcher is out. The Witcher is out, and then he's gonna be like hornblower or something. I don't know. Is he really? No, not really. Oh, oh, Why would you
0: say that? I don't know. Just <laughs> that was a
1: random thing that came to me. He, I thought he was gonna play uh, McLeod in uh, McLeod? in the in the new uh, Highlander.
0: That would be brilliant. Yeah. But you know, um, speaking of hornblower. Ewan Grufferdoth. Ewan Grufferdoth. Is there anyone alive out there? Brilliant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ewan Grufferdoth. What happened to your promise to do this entire podcast in a Welsh accent?
1: Oh, I can't back that up. No, okay. (laughs) Aaron Taylor-Johnson is in the polls for Bond and has apparently... I'm doing quotation marks. Met with the producers. Who fucking hasn't. Indeed. Um, Apart from you. a little bit of a downer. This one, Jeremy Renner was in a snowplower incident. Yeah. Um, which is uh, I've written here snowblower. I'm not sure why I did that, but anyway, uh, he is apparently. What is
0: a snowblower? I have no
1: idea. It is it's just like a said... leaf
0: blower, which yeah. does exactly the same fucking thing as a leaf blower. It but it would just blow the probably snow out the way.
1: wouldn't have injured him. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. If he'd
0: been just using a snowblower, <laughs> then he wouldn't have gone injured. I know. Into... You know what? You should you should send him an autographed version of your book. <laughs> right. With the oh with a little God. dedication at the beginning. It's it. called
1: Snowblower by Yo Jonas Bo. <laughs> Jonas <laughs> Bo? I don't know. What's his name? Um, yeah. So he Who? <laughs> what who? Jonas Bo? Or is it yonas Bo? Oh, Yo Nesb- <laughs> Yes, cause it's the snowman. <laughs> what?
0: <laughs> this is the
1: snowman. <laughs> cause it's
0: the snowblower. You're an idiot. Go on. Uh, yes
1: um, so he has posted a picture of himself on Instagram saying that he is, uh, too messed up to type, but, uh, <laughs> yes, he's alright, and thanks for all the well wishes. <laughs> um,
0: oh, okay. man. Yeah, okay, so okay, Jeremy Renner. Yes, um, he's alright. Speedy right. recovery. He's
1: alright, we hope that, uh, he hasn't done something, uh, permanent to himself. Definitely
0: he, like, mangled his leg?
1: Mangled his leg, but no reports yet as to whether or not he's... Paralyzed. ...going to be able to use it anymore. Um, yeah. I'm going to present an award now for this piece of news. Okay. Um, and I'm going to try and make it a weekly thing. This is called the Sir Hunter You Persist Award.
0: <laughs> Sir Hunter, you persist. Sir Hunter, you persist.
1: Now, this award goes to any movie that has been greenlit that is an, of an IP that no one wanted of franchises that just won't die. Okay. And this week, the award goes to Gladiator 2. Which will apparently start production in May of 2023, helmed oh, by Ridley Scott. Oh, no.
0: why? Ugh.
1: Because Ridley Scott, for some reason, has been trying to get this made for the past 23 years. So that was uh, that. There you go, Gladiator Two. Uh, you are the proud recipient of the Shahan Terio Award, and uh, would you like to come up and uh, and accept the award? No, he's not here. All right,
0: Sir Hunter. You persist.
1: That is it. That was Movie News! Movie News. This week we are going to play another round of the classic game... Answer Me Quickly! Answer Me Quickly! Answer Me Quickly Quickly is a game in which I pose to Sai a question, uh, which is a line of dialogue in the form of a question that has been asked in a film, and Sai has to give me the answer or the next line. And you have 90 seconds on the clock, and your time starts now. You there, which way to Pepper and
0: Jai? Oh, come on, it's the you paint the sign. <sighs> that's yes. what you'd say if you wasn't actually. <laughs> so I don't remember the next line, but I know that's where it's from. Bed knobs and broomsticks.
1: Correct, but inaccurate. <clears throat>
0: what babe? The babe with the power. Correct. Labyrinth. What blast? What blast? No, no, I know. Shush! <laughs> what blast? Oh, damn. Move on. Underground <clears throat> gas, mean genius. Oh, shit! Who does number two work for? You tell that turd who's boss. Or Correct.
1: <laughs> Austin Powers. <laughs> Welcome, Mr. Beach, or is that Bond? I'm a little
0: confused. Well, we wouldn't want that, would we?
1: Correct. Casino Royale. Would you mind telling them I'm headed for Cairo? Blah, blah, blah. Correct. Wanting a solace. Did we get it? We got it. Correct. Mission Impossible. Where's the rabbit's foot?
0: You have a wife girlfriend you know, of heart heart in front of you. No, I gave it to you. Oh, Mission Impossible you. Three. That's not what you wanted? Do I you know.
1: really think you have a chance against us, Mr. Cowboy?
0: You motherfucker.
1: Correct. Die Hard. Why can't you just be a good boy and die? You first. You second. Up. Correct. Golden Eye. Where do you keep your dead?
0: Where do you keep your dead? Oh, uh, in. I don't remember the next line, but it's Men in Black, and she goes. He says, "Take me." Here. <laughs> oh, damn. See. It's not spot the fragment from a film and say what film it is. It's say the next line. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um,
1: I try to, uh, try right, to give good, the you're name. Good. You're good, you're, yeah, you're yeah. good, you're good. So the, uh, the answer is,
0: I don't know, the the city more. Oh, damn, fucking tits and wank. It's so hard when the time is going. <laughs> right. I know that. I know all of these. You got most of these. Yeah. Aren't you proud of me how quickly I got that James Bond one? Correct. Shahunter. Yes, Shahunter, you are Am I winning any awards for that, or doubloons and nothing? You can have some doubloons. Did Uh I wait? Did I get most of them? Yes, you did. Then I won. Do you want, you want
1: to go through? Okay. Which way to Pepper and Jai was... Couldn't say, sir. Oh, they said, say on the they said on the wireless to paint down the, the post <laughs> in case the Nazis drop I'm not a Nazi.
0: That's what you say <clears throat> if you want a Nazi.
1: <laughs> uh, the Babe with the Power. Yeah. Uh, underground Laven. Gas main genius. Who does number two work for? That's right, buddy. You show that toad who's boss, but you got... You showed that toad who's boss. One, yeah? Um, yeah. Welcome, Mr. Beach. I wouldn't want that, would we? Very good. I'd be happy to. Uh, did we get it? We got it. Where's the rabbit's foot? I I give it to you. Oh, Damn. Um, I, I
0: thought you were doing I thought you were doing the bit where he's um, dangling Philip Seymour Hoffman out the plane and he's like you know where is the rabbit's foot what is the rabbit's foot and then he's like oh uh, no, no. So, Philip Seymour Hoffman where is the I'm rabbit's gonna, foot
1: I, I toyed with the idea of putting the of putting foot, Ethan, Ethan there yeah. yeah now you've gone a little bit uh, Ted Levine there
0: I didn't mean my candidate I meant you
1: a great big fat lab- person yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Justin Long can do a really good one He does a really good one Yeah um, Okay, you first, you second up I was very proud of you for that Thank you um, Where do you keep your Dead Island know the City Morgue? And the last one that I didn't do I'll save for next time Hands Jimmy me quickly Today we are going to be talking about Christmas classic Die Hard Die <gasps> Hard I'm
0: so excited.
1: Unfortunately, as of recording... It is now the 7th of January. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well... And we're a little bit past Christmas. But that's the thing. But the is, the thing that, is Die that Die Hard, hard, hard works year whenever round you watch it. It's really funny, though, because I, I've been uh, talking to people online, Facebook, whatever, and every time you sort of post about a movie that's not seasonal, they're like, why are you watching that now? It's Christmas, not Halloween, or whatever. It's like, you can Give watch a, a movie anytime you want. You the movie wasn't wanker. even
0: released on Christmas, so it's like, not, not yes. like, you know... But, but you see, not like, you know, that's great. Wonderful so, podcasting, Sai, you fucking idiot. So this, uh, you
1: this whole a thing... sentence
0: in your brain, and then you start at the beginning, you slide into the middle, and then you just sort of coast along to the end. That's generally how I like to do it. Unfortunately, it seems like I've gone into a sort of was today because you screwed me up with movie news, which is just <laughs> fucked. So yeah, thanks a lot for that. Keep going.
1: Well, your, your, your shirt's stride, so yeah, that's nice
0: my trousers haven't they still feel wet (laughs) but that could be for other reasons
1: you know you're in your own home you can go and change anytime you want you just want me to take off my trousers i I was suggesting you do it in a different room but whatever um so die hard as a christmas movie i i feel that um a christmas movie is defined uh, as a movie that makes you feel christmassy Mm -hmm. and when you get to the end of die hard and the credits start rolling and you hear little snow it's not that gives me yeah. all the Christmassy feels so
0: it's also christmas movie this movie works on two levels it works as a christmas movie and as a july movie actually it works on other levels too it works as a terrorist movie and it works as a John McClane kicking terrorist ass movie so you know yes. multifaceted yeah best christmas movie ever should we go watch it yeah let's go I, let it
1: love snow, let it snow, I love i love die when we finally because good night okay so let's uh let's have a little chat about this movie right. um so i was uh, i had a friend around mm. uh, our, our mate haskell and um a friend of the show and he said that he had just traveled and there were quite a few flights he went uh from you know Los Angeles, New York and back again and, and all sorts. And he said that apparently he tried fists with your toes and it, and it worked. You want to know the secret to surviving air travel? After you get where you're going, take off your shoes and your socks. Then you walk around on the rug barefoot and make fists with your toes. Fists with your toes. <laughs> I know, I know, it sounds crazy. Trust me, I've been doing it for nine years. Yes, sir. Better than a shower and a hot cup of coffee.
0: I'm not quite sure exactly what it's supposed to do, to I be know, honest. I know, I know. It sounds crazy, but trust me, I've been doing it for nine years.
1: Okay, I'm a cop. Trust me, I'm doing this 11 years. Why didn't I suddenly Why go do you all the Why to the sound like you, Robert De Niro. Hey, hey. Carmine. Get the meatballs off <laughs> the. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you? I oh, love it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Fist with your toes. Fist with your toes. I remember watching this when I was very, very young. Mm. When this movie had um, had, a, a, I think it was a it was the premiere. I am mm. not sure. I think it was the premiere, and that would have made me much too young to see it because the movie <laughs> was released in eighty eight, and let's say it took three years to get to like BBC, ITV, whatever it was. So,
0: yeah, I, I would have was been, it on past the watershed?
1: Definitely, mm. I would have been seven or eight, and my parents.
0: Your parents I'm looking
1: at you My parents Mm -hmm. Um, You want to claim them as your own as well? Go ahead Nah, that's alright You can have (laughs) it
0: (laughs) Just get the rocket launcher
1: (laughs) So Blow up everything So they let me uh, They let me watch this film I must have been about seven or eight And It was Bloody It was violent There was lots of effing and blinding all the way And um, uh, It made me Vomit (laughs)
0: Oh, much like what Sleepy Hollow did to me
1: Right, and much like what Ghost did to me as well, because mm. I also I saw that when I was too young as well, and uh, and it gave me nightmares. I woke up in the middle of the night uh, screaming.
0: Isn't that funny that an action movie did that to you? It kind of uh, I don't know why, but it kind of you gave mean the me... concept is frightening, the not...
1: concept, but also the setup. Like mm. I always remember, f- I, I still get for some inexplicable reason a, a reaction, like a sort of butterflies reaction, when you see the Pacific Courier truck mm. coming in and the uh, the the Michael Cayman like low strings. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then you see, you see them getting out of the truck, and you see Alan Rickman, yeah. uh, you know, on the, you know, the cam shot, coat, yeah. and uh, you know, and and they they did some horrific things to people, and yeah, I yeah. was too young, and I hadn't they shoot seen that poor
0: security gun. yeah,
1: and I hadn't seen very many, uh, very many action movies, and it, it scared the shit out of me. I don't know. Uh, so so yeah, I, and I also I was very much aware that I was watching an eighteen. And that um, at the time, you know, well, you was didn't hire me for my sparkling personality. Yeah, R. I. P. By the way, hmm? R.I.P. R.I.P. Yeah, yeah. Um so He has
0: some corker of lines. Yes, corkers of lines. He has corkering lines. Yes.
1: Um. So. So yeah, it. Uh, it kind of. Uh, kind of messed me up, and I've loved it ever since.
0: Hmm. Context. Um, so I don't know if you remember this, but I remember this quite well. Um, I had been asking to see this for a little while, because, for those of you who don't know, Johnny was quite in charge of... I was the gatekeeper. Sort of, yeah, like, why he was keeper of the movies. Of what I was allowed to watch, uh, what would sort of make me... Because he knew, like, you knew what was gonna screw me up. I knew what was gonna um, screw you
1: up, and I also wanted to... But I also wanted to give you the chance to see things that were slightly above your your age range. And in order to do that, I would edit the the movies yeah. of all the bad stuff. But you you still got the benefit of having seen the movie.
0: Yeah, I got the gist of it. Yeah. You didn't do that for this movie. You actually did something that was way cooler, which was, I can't remember when it was, but at some point, the parents were out and you said, you know what we're going to watch tonight? I was like, what? And you are like, we're going to watch Die Hard. How old were you? I don't remember. it was... 15, 14, 15?
1: Okay, well that's okay because... It was 15, were, no?
0: Or 18? What is it rated? It's
1: rated 18, but mm. to be honest, there are a lot of... The the, the 15 and 18 rating um, nowadays is very much interchangeable because Alien was an 18 mm. uh, back in the day and Terminator was an 18 back in the day and those have gone down to 15 ratings. What I'm saying is that, um, that if you were 15, by that point you would probably have seen things that were sort of close to this level of bloody or this level of sweary or whatever it's not like you're it, it it didn't make any sense the way they rated these movies back in the day because some of these things were just as bad you know like say die hard with a vengeance was rated 15 and that to me is just as bad in terms of violence and swearing as die hard one so yeah i don't quite understand why that passed ours is not to understand ours is to pass judgment correct correct so it, you know, it, I I'm just saying that because uh, you know it's obviously not that negligent if you're that age. But if you no, were... it
0: wasn't negligent at all. And I I loved the movie, and I have seen it so many times. So many times. So times. many oh my fucking God. times. I don't know anyone who hasn't seen I've it. I've had lot this of times, on VHS, like... on DVD, on Blu-ray, and so immediately know. after you and I finished watching it. The next opportunity, I was in the house by myself. I snuck into your room and I watched it. Like, I stole the DVD and I watched it. I was like, oh my God, th- he's he's such an awesome villain. And he, like, you know, Bruce Willis is, is just like so believably hurt, you know, like it, it's sort of, the same thing that Uncharted did for me with video game characters, where it's like, oh, he stumbles when he runs, you right. know, and he 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 sort of hurts himself quite a lot. It's kind of like the Indiana Jones thing, where he always sort of, you know, he doesn't make a jump perfectly. He'll sort of, you know, land at, oh, yeah, um, the thing with the right. root, um, and uh, and I I just, oh, I love this movie so much. It's so quotable, and like when I sat down uh, the last time to watch it. With a bunch of friends. Um, I just... I was sitting on the floor. The floor was cold. It was uncomfortable for my back. Um, And I was just feeling yucky after a dinner that didn't sort of sit well with me. But I enjoyed the movie so friggin' much. And what's great about it is that you just keep enjoying it. You know, like I I never get tired of it. Right. Even if I'm in a shitty situation, I still love the movie. Yeah, it's so good.
1: I watched it with my wife recently, um, and I was exhausted. My my eyes were stinging. You know that feeling of like yeah, your eyes hurt. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and before I knew it, it was uh, you know all the way other outside. You know, you can't. You just can't resist. I can't resist it anyway.
0: I really can't. Um, If someone says to me, "Do you want to watch Die Hard?" I'm just like. (gasps)
1: Same thing I would get if somebody said to me do you want to watch True Lies.
0: Yeah. It's just one of yeah. one of
1: those movies, you know.
0: Oh, we should do True Lies. That's also a brilliant movie.
1: I'm waiting so for good. some kind of Re-release. high definition mm-hmm.
0: release. <laughs> that makes sense. Whether
1: it be Blu-ray, whether it be 4K, one of the two, get on with restoring it, you wanker, with oh your the blue calls. people.
0: They'll get together, have a few laughs. <laughs>, <laughs> Don't do that. you <laughs> spin... you want to tell what, what just happened?
1: He just knocked the pop filter.
0: It's good enough, right? No. No? <laughs> Shit. Pull it down a bit. Pull, pull it down. It down. Oh, I see. Yeah, put that there. And then that... Oh, no. Hello. <laughs> Fucking hell. It's all gone. Johnny!
1: <laughs> Sorry so about that. Sieg or segue when I first watched it with the wife mm-hmm. um, I, I had an issue with her and that is that she ruined one particular aspect yeah. of the opening sequence that I had never noticed before never cared to notice before and she'd never seen the movie before either by the way uh, and, and every time we start watching something and she's not quite into it yet she will make comments yeah Um. and in this case because there's a backdrop behind Holly in her office that's a sunset. It is a static backdrop and that sunset lasts for about 20 minutes. Yeah. So you see Bruce Willis, you see John McClane with Argyle in the limo and you see the sun slowly setting and he comes, that beautiful shot where they pull into Nakatomi Plaza and Bruce gets out and you get that shot of him like looking really cool, you know, lighting a cigarette, whatever. Um, And then, you know, you cut to Holly's office and the the sun's still setting Mm -hmm. as it was, you know, five minutes ago or whenever it was and uh and it continues to do so uh while ellis is uh, you did know this, snorting his coke and all that really
0: stuff really bother you though like that it, she it bothered
1: him. me that 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 she she likes to you know mess around um well, well, yeah, like, like you she,
0: don't mess around with fucking diehard.
1: so that's the thing um there there are times when i when you know she just likes to if she's in that kind of mood she's just like bop 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 during the first like few minutes of something and i'll just be like Please stop. I'm trying to watch the film.
0: Um, I, I love watching movies with Shosh. Notwithstanding the fact that she will constantly rip it to shreds and also ask me questions right. that I need to know the answers to. Sort of like if I've never seen the movie before, we we're watching No Country for Old Men, and she just started asking me all these questions. I've never seen it before. And to be honest, it's a sort of movie where answers are not forthcoming by the time you finish it, right? And I sort of... I just sort of said to her, I paused it, and I said... The next time we watch a film, do you want me to watch it first so that I can have all of the answers ready? She's like, I just, I just, I think they're good questions. These are great questions, right?
1: Maybe, maybe I, write them all down. And we'll come and, back to them later. present this document to me at the end of the viewing.
0: <laughs> no, but I, I, here's the thing is that I complain about it, but I really, <laughs> I really enjoy it. Because she asks some really good questions. It's quite funny. Okay, um, so here's
1: another one for you that, uh that m- me darling wife came up with yeah and, and also I thought of it as well this time around oh,
0: aren't you clever Go on. yeah
1: so um so John McLean enters the building and he asks the guard Holly Gennaro and the guy goes type it in there so he does this whole thing with the antiquated um touchscreen technology yeah uh, which I thought was really cool way back when and he searches for uh for Holly Gennaro and it like the, the beep 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 so then the guard says 30th floor yeah, they're the only ones left in the building. Uh, go to the elevator, hang around so why did he make him search for Holly Gennaro and the computer, that whole thing, if they're the only ones left in the fucking building?
0: Um maybe it's some sort of signing in security thing where it's like you have to know the person who you to visit He or, asked you know. for Holly
1: Gennaro. Yeah. He could have just said, Well, there's only Yeah, but
0: he goes he goes like son of a bitch because she's like changed her name again. Right. right, so it's uh, she's not McLean, she's Gennaro. So that
1: that 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 is a is a
0: script. It's a story moment. A it's, story it's moment. to Explain the state of their marriage. It it is that's a, why it, Johnny.
1: Correct. However,
0: please don't piss me off about Die Hard. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I um, take Die Hard very seriously. Don't annoy me,
1: Alan Rickman. Ugh alan rickman alan rickman nowadays he is known as hans gruber he is known as the sheriff of nottingham he's known as somebody who is extremely snake. verbal and who who always spits out these fantastic one-liners call off christmas and you know all that stuff who told you to cover up
0: cut your heart out with a spoon
1: yes and uh, the only person why a spoon cousin The only person, the only actor who could make an attempted rape uh, seem light and funny. Um, I can't do this with With all all that racket. racket." Um, The thing that struck me this time watching it was that he doesn't say anything for his first few minutes of screen time, and it Mm. makes him very ominous.
0: Nice suit. John Phillips, London. I have two myself. Rumor has it Arafat buys his there.
1: I also, like, because I was sort of watching this analytically this time around, I was just thinking about all of the, like, the way he's posturing, the way that he's showing off. Um, he's trying to, to sort of give off an air of respectability, an air of class.
0: And When Alexander saw the breadth of his domain, he wept, for there were no more worlds to conquer. benefits of a classical education <laughs> who said we were terrorists
1: yeah he, he's, he finds it distasteful because he's this uh, you know very sort of he's a businessman he's wearing a suit he's uh, you know he's cultured he's you know he's, he's smart he went to university all that stuff
0: yeah Mr. Takage, I'm really not interested in your computer but I need the code key because I am interested in the $640 million in negotiable bearer bonds that you have locked in your vault. And the computer controls the vault. You want money?
1: What kind of terrorists are you? (laughs) Who said we were terrorists? It's a it's a very sort of narcissistic uh, kind of behavior that he's showing off to people that he knows he's going to kill. Mm-hmm. Um, that he kills uh, he kills Takagi, but he's like he wants him to view him, even though he's going to be this sort of mess of of you know blood and brain matter on the floor. He's still trying to impress him. That I, I just sort of I, I found this like uh, it's important that he understands layer.
0: that he's not just a common right thug. Yeah, like you know you're dealing with someone of a higher caliber.
1: I just thought that it added an extra layer to his character in a way that I've never really sort of paid attention to in the past. It's always been there, but like, he's always like... kind of posturing to the audience that he's got there, and all of the hostages, they're his audience, and he's like sort of performing for them. You're amazing. You figured this all out already.
0: I need to mayor culpa here because I don't have any notes. Uh, we're sort of going off of your notes because when I sat down to watch the movie, I literally wrote at the beginning, John McClane is a and I was going to write like you know a little bit about what I observe about him at right. the beginning. And then by the time the credits are all oh, the way outside sign his rival. Nothing. John McClane is a and I just wrote total bad arse. Right. <clears throat> there was no total total bad arse? total bad arse. Yes. The most bad arse bad arse
1: yeah um, sorry I really like this movie did you know that Bruce Willis was uh, known as a comedic actor before he took this role no I didn't not he surprising was, though he's he pretty was, funny he was in a show called Moonlighting with Sipple Sh- Sip- Shepherd. Sipple Shebbard.
0: Sipple Shebbard. The well-known Sipple Shebbard.
1: Falling apart tonight. Absolutely falling apart. And
0: every other time we do this. Please continue.
1: Yeah, so they didn't put him on the poster of Die Hard. They just put the building uh, exploding on the top. They didn't put him on the original poster because people would think that it was going to be a comedy. Mm. Um, and they took a real gamble on him because he was known as a comedic actor back in the day when people didn't know that actors t- could do more than one yeah. thing. Would you have put Mork in a drama? No,
0: you know. but but... What an amazing, dramatic actor. Exactly. Robin Williams. Correct. Take him too soon. I must have missed 60 minutes. What are you saying?
1: Hard Bochner? Bokner? Bo- hard
0: Bokner. Hard Bokner. Fuck me. <laughs> what is it supposed to be? Hard Boner. Is that? What, is it a typo?
1: <laughs> okay, I need to know. Okay, he's Canadian. There's no reason for this. For this ridiculously <laughs> convoluted name <laughs> hold on a second um, I want to see how to pronounce it why can't you why isn't there a thing to oh he's Jewish so it was, maybe it is Bochner Hart Bochner who was uh, who was also in Supergirl he played Ethan in Supergirl mm-hmm. um, that sort of wet behind the ears character who's going after Linda Lee uh, slash Supergirl going but I love you the whole time because he's been enchanted by Faye Dunaway that's a shitty film we should do that
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, it's not a shitty film. Well, yeah, it's it's a shitty film. It's a shitty
1: film it's that I that I have film. like a, a, a sort pretty of nostalgic bang bang. connection to, and I I just I can't seem to shake it, to be honest. But anyway, the he,
0: porn version of Supergirl, pretty shitty bang bang.
1: <laughs> Why is that? Why is it could that be the
0: porn, porn version of anything really? It could be the porn version of, of Chitty shitty bang bang. You about it? Yeah, what the fuck, man.
1: <laughs> um, so he plays Ellis. <laughs> it's late. He plays Ellis and he's incredibly slimy. And uh, sort of sort of like the the quintessential 80s yuppie with uh, with a half a gram of cocaine up his nose at any one time. Hans,
0: <laughs> Bubby, I'm your white knight.
1: Um, yeah, so I just wanted to shout out to Ellis. We'll get back to him a little bit later.
0: Hi there. How you doing? Oh, please
1: God, no. You're one of them, aren't you? You're one of them. No, no. Don't kill me, please. No, please. Don't kill me. Don't kill me, please. Please, whoa, please. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Relax. No. Relax. I'm not going to hurt you. I'm not going to hurt you.
0: Do you know something? There's there's, this, there's this thing yeah. every single time. First of all, every time he goes, Don't kill me, don't kill me, please. And then he goes, I'm not going to hurt you. I'm not going to hurt you. Every time I'm like, ah. Oh. But the thing that gives me the sort of shivery willies is when... Um, you know, he points the gun at him and, and they they starts get...
1: speaking German into the into yeah, the yeah. walkie-talkie.
0: And then you know, he's, oops, no, no bullets. Boy. What do you think? I'm fucking stupid, Hans. Roll the clip. <laughs> Put down the gun and give me my detonators. Oh well, well. Hans, put it down now.
1: It's pretty tricky with that accent. You ought to be on fucking TV with that accent. But what do you want with the detonators, Hans? I already used all the
0: explosives. Or did I? I'm going to count to three. Yeah. Like you did
1: with Takagi. Oops. No bullets. Fucking stupid, Hans. Bruce Willis Hmm. is most likely the reason why I thought smoking was cool. Yeah. Um, Okay. Yeah. I mean, I I think it's legit. You used to be a smoker. Yeah, I used to be a smoker. I was a smoker from age, I think, 14 or 15 until 25. Mm Mm-hmm. And now I'm almost forty, so uh, yeah.
0: As in, you're still alive?
1: Yeah, I'm still alive. All right, I'm, nice. Right, it's been a long time. It's been a long time since I quit. Yeah, yep. Good um, job. Thank well you. done, you. Thank you very much. Um, yeah. Also, the the shoot the glass. Shoot the glass. Brilliant. I always wondered why he says it in German, and then he says and then shoot he says the glass it in as if as if Carl's going to understand him better if he says it in English. She's stim fenster. Shoot the glass.
0: Just a thought. <laughs> I was wondering that as well. The um, thing is that I'm very loath to to criticize. Uh, a, it's not about movie.
1: that. It's just a, look, if you watch a movie enough times, you pick it apart. Shit comes up. Yeah. He won't give us his name. But he appears to be the one who phoned in the report. He's killed one terrorist for sure, and he claims he's capped off two others. He claims? Powell, has it occurred to you he could be one of the terrorists pulling your chain or some nutcase in there? I don't think so, sir. In fact, I think he's a cop. Maybe not LAPD, but he's definitely a badge. How do you know that? A hunch. Things he said, like being able to spot a phony ID. Jesus Christ, Powell! I could be a fucking bartender for all we know. Powell is a is a very um, is a very valuable character. I was a bit bummed that he was uh, omitted from from uh, Die Hard with a Vengeance because Die Hard with a Vengeance, to my mind, it has the uh, the distinction of being the only other Die Hard movie to be directed by John McTiernan. Uh, but also, to to my mind, it's the second best Die Hard movie. Mm-hmm. First of all, I think that Samuel L. Jackson in Die Hard Three is uh, is a wonderful foil for Bruce M- for Bruce, Bruce McClane. McLean, <laughs> why? <Right>. It's <laughs> it's ten o'clock and I'm yeah, starting to get tired. About... Um, <laughs> Bruce McLean. Let's just call it Bruce McLean. Bruce McLean. <laughs> Bruce McLean. Um, so uh, yeah.
0: Or John Willis,
1: <laughs> Zeus, Zeus L. Jackson, is a great foil for Bruce McLean, and uh, they have some really great uh, buddy movie moments where they're sparring verbally, etc., etc. But imagine if that had been Powell.
0: Yeah, if they'd finally imagine like, done if done they'd a thing actually together.
1: done. Yeah, if they'd actually gone on a mission together, that that could have been like really, you know, that could Why have been did really they, electric.
0: Was there a reason that they omitted uh, Reginald Val Johnson from the
1: I don't think so. I think just uh, you know he was doing other things or maybe they moved on or maybe I don't know. It's uh you know he's uh, based in LA as well and uh this whole this whole thing takes place in New York so mm um yeah he, he gets a uh they could a, have found a reason they could have, have found a reason there. come on yeah um he he gets a cameo in in number two and and that's where it ends but he's a very valuable uh element of this movie the whole uh glass in the feet scene and uh you know mclean trying to um <clears throat> trying to explain to him how he feels about his wife and what he should tell her if he doesn't make it out of there yeah and again you get this sense of threat you get this sense that this guy may not make it out alive and to be honest they could have written it that way they could have ended the movie with mclean dying as he saves Isn't the day that how the book ends i'm not sure uh but i I'm, i've got some stuff about the book in trivia corner so maybe All there's right, uh, maybe there's some stuff in there that i i didn't read while i aimlessly uh copy and pasted it into this document
0: aimlessly, <laughs> aimlessly. um
1: and also that whole thing of I shot a kid. You know, he he gets background. Like it's a it's a it's an action movie, which gets in a lot of action and a it's lot not... of heart and a lot of heart. It makes you give a shit about the characters. And the scene where where McLean and, and Powell meet yeah. at the end is so electric, it's so good. These two have been through an ordeal over walkie talkies. Basically, they knew
0: each other the minute they saw each other. It was exactly. 100%.
1: Uh, and I, so I, I love that. I love that. I th- it's just like it always gives me the uh, the feels, and also the way that uh, that Willis does that kind of kind of like scream, cry into his shoulder.
0: <laughs>
1: it's just really authentic. And uh, and wonderfully done.
0: I don't know why, but it always reminds me. For some reason, when in community, when they go off on uh, in the uh, KFC um, bus, the space mission. It's basically they're doing Armageddon, but like right. in, in this sort of was it a Winnebago or something? It's like a it's like a really shitty caravan kind of thing with like a a game that you play. It was a real thing, like a real sort of simulation right. that they did. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the end. There's this whole thing where they all come out and the music is like our sort of thing, and all the crowd is like, Wah. and then Troy just grabs a person who I think he's never met in his life and does that whole, you know, <laughs> oh, like the hug thing where he puts his arms around her. It's so good. <laughs> it's just really funny. And every time I see the end of Die Hard, I think of that. I don't know why. Okay. I just don't watch it, you know, Armageddon enough to think of it then. So. Right.
1: Um. Uh, okay. Another
0: good Bruce Willis movie. Yeah.
1: You got the fight with the big guy, which is uh, revisited as a trope revisited in uh, Die Hard Three. Um, and I've seen Die Hard though. Seen Die Hard. Um, did you notice what he's saying to him as he's beating the the shit out of him? No. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you. He says he's punching him, and he goes, "I did to your fucking brother when I broke his fucking neck." Oh And yeah, then he goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. "I'm gonna fucking cook you, and I'm gonna fucking eat you." <laughs> I'm going to finally dice up some shots, fucking sauté them in a pan, then I'm going to sear you out on both sides until you reach an internal temperature of 145 degrees Fahrenheit. But yeah, there's a whole thing about cooking him and
0: eating him. That's great. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I sound like Tim from Jurassic Park.
1: That was great. So... Oh, the, the, okay, now <laughs> I I'm can't going, roll the clip on everything. I'm going through my notes here, so it's uh, it's all very disjointed and and highly disorganized. But um, when he shouts, "I'm on your side, you assholes!" when uh, the uh, Johnson and Johnson are coming in with choppers, and they they're like uh, shooting at the uh, who they think is a terrorist, who's mm-hmm. really John McClane. Um, so he so John McClane goes, "I'm on your side, you assholes!" and then he jumps. You can see that he's basically wearing hobbit feet.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I was going to talk about that. And yeah. I,
1: I only noticed that this time around.
0: You notice it when he's standing on the glass as well. Oh, really? Yeah, there's like a shot where his feet just look a little bit too big. <laughs> <laughs> I never noticed just that before. Pre- it's going to ruin it for you. Now that I've said that, like when oh, you see no. the shot of him standing on the glass, you're just going to go, Hop it! <laughs> Um, maybe not like that, but. I
1: also want to emphasize some of the comedy here because, I, you know, a lot of the credit, oh, a lot of the credit goes to Alan Rickman, right? But um, but then like there are lines like they they you know they blow the roof and the FBI guys uh, you know go down in a in a ball of flame in the helicopter, and then uh, <laughs> and then uh, Deputy Chief Dwayne Robinson says we're going to need some more FBI guys, I guess, <laughs> and then Reginald Johnson, uh, playing Pal looks at him incredulously, and I just find that yeah. to be. This wonderful moment of comedy. I also love the the danger of the the way that they constructed that whole thing of McClane going through the window with the fire hose, he sort of swings through the through the uh, through the window, and then there's a uh, there's a wooden there's a plank, and the plank starts pulling him down with the hose that he can't get untied from his like from his uh, from his waist and whatever, and it's just like it's just a very well constructed uh, set piece that um, you really feel like he's gonna get pulled down. Uh, and and the the danger is very palpable. I, really I
0: wonder it. how much of the Burj Khalifa scene in Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol is inspired. By, is inspired yeah, by this, probably because you know there's that whole thing where he jumps out the window and he's like tied to. It's not a fire hose. But it might as too well be. too short. No shit. <laughs> um, um, me and Shosha we were watching Ghost Protocol together, and yeah, uh, we've seen it before. Yeah. But you know, every time we watch one of these movies, I go you know he did that for real <laughs> and she's always like I know I'm like right, yeah but but, right. but, but but look the, the, she's like he's crazy and I'm like he's fucking mad he's crazy it's just fun to he's watch man, he's crazy um, yeah <laughs> there's also
1: the um, the moment where John McClane is this horrible you mean Bruce McClane Bruce McClane is this horrible limping bloody mess and he comes up uh, comes up the corridor and he goes Huh?
0: Ah! yep
1: I love that. First of all, the way that he yells for him, like because you got that, you got their history. They've been talking to each other on the on the walkie talkies, and they meet each other, and there's that whole exchange. They shoot the glass and uh, give me my, my fucking We are back in business. Holly, all this time has got these sort of complicated feelings for John. They're separated. There's an impending divorce, and uh, and and when she sees him. You know, her heart kind of goes out to him because he's really gone through absolute mm-hmm. hell, and you can see every single mark of that on him, and that's what makes him special. Is because he he just keeps going. He's limping towards the finish line, and um, and he's gonna save his, his wife no disgusting. matter what. Yeah, exactly.
0: What's the, I I hate her because it's like I get that he's a difficult guy, but. In the second movie, everything seems fine. And then right. in the third one, they're divorced again. And it's like, well, I guess you forgot how many times he's saved your life then. By three,
1: you can see exactly how how far down the toilet he's gone. Yeah,
0: he's a fucking... Uh, he's a druid. I mean,
1: and, but that that's what's great about three is that also, like, it, there's a progression to it that he's... You know, the, the whole way through the movie, he's complaining that he's got a headache. You know, he's, he's not an action hero. He's a human being. And these things... Take a psychological toll on him. So when you see movies like Four and Five, where he's um, sort of basically superhuman and doing all these like ridiculous over the top, yeah, fighting stunts, a jet with a truck. Yeah, um, you know, it kind of uh, does a major disservice to all of that stuff that they established
0: with his character. So here's a question I wanted to ask you because this is something that I was thinking about because mm-hmm. I was I was I didn't want to watch Four, um, um, but oh. Odinson? No, four.
1: Oh, four. Sorry, I thought you said Thor. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh,
0: it's late. The the thing is, that, that whole thing with the jet and the whatnot, why is it that that is so far-fetched and doesn't make any fucking sense, right? right? And that whole thing where the car flips over and lands on top of two cars and narrowly misses the two of them doesn't excite me as much as the bridge scene in Mission Impossible 3. Like, why is it that this series... Was unable to make that leap from, you know, just these movies to these cool, like, action flicks to Mission Impossible, where it's like, okay, yeah, there was always an element of, like, the absurd to it, right? And even in the first one, which is the most grounded of them, right? Right. Um, but then with 3, they started transitioning into this, you know, sort of thing with, you know, I, I knew we'd make it, you know, we not from Texas. I knew he'd make it. You are an idiot. You need to rethink your life. <laughs> Anyways, I'm doing I'm Dr. sorry, Phil. I kind of
1: zoned out. What's going on right now?
0: <laughs> I'm not rightly sure. I think what I'm trying to say is I something about really Mission Impossible <laughs> <laughs> becoming the... You know how like yeah. Fast and Furious has gone into this sort of like, wow. oh, the next thing they're going to do is sort of like fly off into space and have a... Spies. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so... Like, I, I'm just wondering why it was so difficult for us to accept...
1: If you think about, um, what... Sorry, I don't know what happened there, if I had you, a bit of a stroke. Where thinking think abouting, the, these are, like, these sort of, like, very sort of slickly put-together set pieces that are obviously constructed, whereas in Die Hard you feel like things are happening to him and Indiana Jones as well. You feel like things are happening to him and he has to get out of it. And it's a little bit more organic. It's a little bit more, it's still over the top, but it's a little bit more realistic in in the, you know, as far as Hollywood can go. Whereas you know having the you know I killed a, a helicopter with a car and uh, you know all that kind of stuff is like it's it's just very slick it's way it's too slick book-y. it's comic booky
0: but like all the things in Mission Impossible are also quite slick no like, they they not really not they really they kind of it, play it for 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 reality as well and it, you and you can see that they're doing the stunts cool. for real yeah it's very cool like the thing with the with the airplane and he like takes off and he's like open yeah. the door is brilliant well I mean the shot in Mission Impossible three on the bridge where he's like thrown sideways by the drone yeah, and he hits the car. Yeah. Um, is that a real stunt?
1: I think so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, I mean, look, I, I, I wax lyrical about Die Hard 3 but they kind of jumped the shark with that whole, uh, you know, jumping onto the, uh, mm-hmm. onto the uh, oil tanker. I know into, what you're Yeah. About. Um, and then surviving. You know, he, he he would have gotten cut cut in half. He does get bloodied up quite a bit so there is that but, you know, he, he probably wouldn't, have, nobody would have survived that, you know.
0: All right, yeah, enough the jibber
1: jabber should i take you to trivia corner yes please trivia, trivia. Corner. the fictional nakatomi plaza is the headquarters of 20th century fox uh, mm-hmm. studios it's called uh, what's it called uh, century city fox tower um i've been there i saw the building and it was uh it was epic Cool. <laughs> um, yeah. So the studio, uh, they, they did that so that they could use one of their own buildings and they didn't have to hold back on stunts and action sequences and stuff like that. It's a
0: clever plot. Did you, did you take lots of pictures of yourself, like uh, Jake from Brooklyn 9 No, no, we uh, just Brooklyn drove past it. It I like, saw it from the car. Here's this door where Charlie Clay used a prop of the his house. Take a picture with it. <laughs> yeah.
1: So screenwriter Jeb Stewart was writing the screenplay. He did a tour of the building and immediately incorporated some of the locations and objects that he found right there and then into his script as set pieces. Set peaches. Set peaches. Set peaches. Set as the as the did ever. we won. Oh. Fuck me. That's
0: the the beginning of a night's tale. If Could you actually. This is one way I think you need to roll the clip on that. We've got to do that, Director. Whether we won. Oh, three scores
1: to none after two lances. All Director needs to do is not fall off his awesome with we've Oh. The costume department apparently had seventeen undershirts. 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 Okay. Seventeen undershirts in underpants. Unter, Hi, Stephen.
0: This is Clem Fandango. Can you hear me?
1: Yes, I can hear you, Clem Fandango. This is going great, Stephen. Really terrific. One note from the director. He really wants you to pronounce it unterpansy. Really
0: give it everything. Okay. Here we go.
1: Oh my in various stages of degradation on hand for Bruce Willis. So 17 vests. The scene where Bruce Willis and Alan Rickman meet up was unrehearsed to create a greater feeling of spontaneity between the two actors. So scripted, but unrehearsed. Um, and apparently the scene where McLean falls down a shaft was, mis- was a mistake by the stuntman, who was supposed to grab the first vent, as was originally planned. He slipped and continued to fall, but the shot was used anyway. It was edited together with one... Where McLean grabs the next vent down as he falls. A happy accident, then. Hope the stuntman's okay. Hart Bochner's line, Hans Bubby, was ad-libbed. Hans Bubby. Uh, Alan Rickman's quizzical reaction
0: was genuine. Hans Bubby, I'm your white knight. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying anything that like I'm 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 sort of like going, he, he's Ooh. nodding he's nodding
1: he, he's there he's in it I'm doing it for him. Alan Rickman nearly passed up the role of Hans Gruber, which ended up being his first film role, and signature role, actually. Uh, He had only arrived in Hollywood two days earlier and was appalled by the idea of his first role being the villain in an action film. (laughs) To a degree, Rickman was right to be concerned, considering his performances Hans Gruber was was so hailed that the actor had to struggle being typecast as a player of villains for much of his career.
0: He played some non-villains.
1: But even when he was playing non-villains, he turned out to be a villain, like... In Love Actually, you bastard. He's a bit of a twat.
0: It doesn't make him a villain.
1: Ironically, Bruce Willis uh, was sneered at in the movie for being an all-American hero by the head German terrorist, Hans Gruber, uh, and he's actually more German than most of the villains. Alan Rickman was English. Alexander Godunov was Russian. Willis was born on March 19th, 1955, in West Germany to an American father... Father? Father beans. To an American father bean and a German
0: mother. (laughs) And a German jelly baby.
1: <laughs> a German jelly baby. Would you like a jelly baby? They're rather good. Um, when John uh, McClane uh, 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 runs through the glass shards in his bare feet after Hans has his men shoot out the glass partitions in the computer room, Bruce Willis is wearing special rubber shoes designed to look like his own bare feet. One can see this if looking closely, as his feet appear quite unnaturally large in some of the excruciations. <laughs> there you go.
0: <laughs> yeah. Feet
1: on Alan Rickman's first day of shooting, he filmed the scene where Hans Gruber first runs into John McClane. He made a jump off a ledge about three feet high. He injured himself when he landed and damaged some cartilage in his knee. He was told by his doctor not to put any weight on that leg, and he had to use crutches for a week. For the rest of the scene where Hans Gruber is standing and talking to John McClane, Alan Rickman is standing on one leg for the entire time and has a leg brace on under his pants. You can actually see that. He's if leaning you look against
0: the wall, isn't he? Indeed. Cool. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Gross. Yeah. Bruce Willis observed in an interview that many of the real police officers he met here we go uh, with uh, the, many of the real police officers he met Bruce Willis observed in an interview that many of the real police officers he met with to help prepare for the role and who served as technical advisors on the film all had a very dark, macabre sense of humour which he tried to factor into his performance. Ironically, action hero characters are often criticised for joking around in films even though, as Willis himself noted, telling jokes in such dire situations is not that uncommon. Um, did you know the... Uh, the I don't think I have it written here but did you know the, the trivia tidbit of Alan Rickman's death scene? Yeah. Um, so for the listeners, uh, he was actually dropped from a height on wires um, in front of uh, with a blue screen underneath him, I, I think a blue um, uh, trampoline uh, kind of thing yeah. to, uh, to catch him. And um, they, uh, they dropped him on two instead of three. three.
0: So, that look of surprise on his face is, is in fact genuine. Real.
1: In the original script, as in the original novel, the action took place over three days, but John McTiernan was inspired to have it take place over a single night by William Shakespeare's A Midsummer
0: Night's Dream. William, William Shakespeare's. Shakespeare's?
1: Yes, I know. Would you um, like
0: me to read the rest of Trivia Corner? No. Take a break, Johnny. Go away. Stewart
1: Jeb Stewart was given the task of adapting Roderick Thorpe's book Nothing Lasts Forever and had some difficulty writing the screenplay until he had a near death experience while driving at night in Los Angeles after a fight with his rife with his, with wife. his wife. <laughs> Fuck me.
0: Are you going to mention every time I I don't need to you just do it and then you stop and you go a rife
1: he was driving behind a truck <clears throat> carrying refrigerators and one of the fridge boxes fra- <laughs> and one of the fridge boxes fell out of the truck <laughs> Because he was so distracted, he noticed too late how all the cars in front of him had quickly dodged the box, but luckily for him, it was empty. He realized that if he had died, he wouldn't have been able to apologize to his wife. This inspired him to give clear motivations to John McClane and Holly's characters. They wanted to reunite with each other after having a fight. While making this film, cinematographer Jan de Bont got trapped in an elevator. This later gave him the inspiration for the opening scene of Speed, which he directed. Bruce I Willis... I have
0: blown that thing from Pacoima
1: Bruce Willis suffered permanent hearing loss while shooting. No pun intended. Ah, Ahaha, whoever wrote this is hilarious. A scene uh, in the Nakatomi conference room when McLean (sighs) kills the terrorist who says, next time you have a chance to kill someone, don't hesitate. Okay. So he fires his Beretta through the conference table, jesting afterwards, thanks for the advice. And uh, when doing so, he suffered uh, severe damage to his left ear. The stunt weapon specialist engineered blanks to be extra loud and produced uh, ex- extreme muzzle flashes uh, for dramatic effect. Uh, the close quarters under the table and the use of plexiglass to protect the actor from flying shell casings and wood splinter f- splinters further increased the sound effect. In 2019, Willis said in an interview, due to an incident on the first Die Hard, I suffered two thirds partial hearing loss in my left ear and have a tendency to say, What? It's
0: a tiger shark. A what? <laughs> the actor
1: has worn a hearing aid for years unbeknownst to most fans. Oh, cool. <clears throat> 20th Century Fox formally admitted that Die Hard is a Christmas movie after stating that it's the greatest Christmas story ever told in a new trailer yes. to mark the 30th anniversary of the yes. film's release. It How- is, yes. However, the debate, I might add, rather tiresome debate, on whether it's a Christmas movie or not amongst fans continues to this day.
0: It is is
1: Robert Christmas Robert ready. Egypt <laughs> Robert Egypt I want to say uh, let me have another drink Roger Robert Egypt
0: <laughs> was that on purpose no I, no it, it wasn't Roger Egypt <laughs>
1: Robert Egypt uh, <laughs> alright well he is quite an Egypt in this um, in this bit of trivia corner Robert Egypt said he was one of the few critics give this movie a negative review. The main reason he did this was because he hated the character chief Dwayne Robinson. He's Dwayne Johnson. Why did I say Dwayne Johnson? Throughout this entire, entire episode, I've been saying Dwayne Johnson and then I realised that that is in fact her rock. <clears throat>
0: Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, I right. noticed it when you said it oh, earlier. It's like, am I
1: wrong? Yeah, no, it's <sighs> me. It's all me. So apparently, he didn't like the uh, the oh, inner. He said me. that the the character of Dwayne Robinson was uh, unnecessary, useless, dumb, and he prevented the movie from working. He did like the sequels and later changed his opinion. Egypt. Robert Aegis After John has put the chain, okay yeah after John has put the chain around Carl's neck and sent him crashing into crashing into the wall he sits down with his back against a pillar over his left shoulder you can see now the actor And when you say
0: pillar do you mean P I L L A R or P I L L O W He pillar puts his back against the pillar, pillar. <laughs>
1: um, so apparently over his left shoulder in that shot you can see the actor that plays Carl watching Lovely Yeah so not actually dangling so, you wanted to know about the book. Yeah. Okay. So, the Roderick Thorpe uh, book, Nothing Lasts Forever, which serves as the basis for this movie, was a sequel to the book and film The Detective in, from 1968, and Frank Sinatra plays uh, Joe Leland, who was the prototype for John McClane. Surprisingly, few of the book's details have changed. Originally, a much older Leland, changed to McClane, was visiting his daughter, Steffi Leland Gennaro, oh. who works for the Claxon Oil Company. Takagi was originally a VP of sales named Rivers. Harry Ellis, Al Powell, Dwayne Robinson were essentially the same, but the FBI was not involved. Hans Gruber was originally Anton Little Tony Gruber, while Hans was the name of Carl's brother. The purpose of the terrorist takeover was to allow the West German radical group to uncover an illegal arms shipment Claxon was making to a Chilean dictatorship. Uh, finally in the end scene which was Christmas morning at 10am it was always Christmas Anton Gruber is shot by Leland and falls out the window also catching a finger on Janara's watch but in this case he pulls her out the window to her death so (sighs) yeah so not Leland that dies it is in fact his daughter that dies Um, this is something this is something that's uh, that I've I've always known but uh, here it is Um, for those of you that don't the music cue when Pal shoots Carl at the end of the film was actually an unused track from James Horner's Academy Award nominated score for Aliens 1986 specifically the music uh, (laughs) specifically
0: fuck's sake slow down (laughs) it's terrible when you stutter
1: (laughs) specifically the music was originally intended for a scene near the end of the film in which Ripley battles with an alien queen aboard the super Laco. Instead, an earlier music music cue was <laughs> an re- earlier midget. midget cue was reused, leaving the cue available for this film. A second music cue, scored by John Scott from the film *Man on Fire*, was also used. The music can be heard when John and Holly meet Pal at the end of the movie. And that is the end of a rather disjointed and fucked up trivia. Trivia. Cool. Cool. Oh, that's what? all I've got, and I am officially tuck it out.
0: Yeah, I don't have anything for you know, VFX, whatever the fuck well, we're Well, thank you now, for cause...
1: contributing to well, this I'm, fucking episode. I'm sorry,
0: There was, there's nothing, though. It's like you talked about, okay, the blue screen. They did a lot of stuff practically. There's lots of stunts in the movie. There's not much, not much VFX. Yeah. I mean, there are. There are like 40 VFX shots, but then they're mostly practical or green, blue screen.
1: You don't really need it because um, I'm quite happy with Exactly how much you seem to love this film, uh, adore actually, um, unbridled uh, child adoration, glee. yeah. That um, that basically is a, is a movie that I grew up loving, and um, and now you do as well.
0: It's just this thing. I I don't know why this movie and not like other movies. I I guess I do have other movies like this, but I get super pumped when I'm about to watch Die Hard.
1: It's it's also like it's partly the score as well that like when it does that it has the the sleigh bells mm-hmm. it goes ching, 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 and then you see the die hard uh, mm-hmm. you know it, it's chrome
0: it's badass my chrome typeface my pumper yes usually starts um around when hans walks out of the truck me, me, me. yeah links Yeah brilliant movie brilliant so, movie i'm what are we glad going to we talk about it
1: what are we going to watch next well i want you to go off and check out highlander so that you can uh, tell me what you think of that i recently bought the uh, limited edition 4k set from uh, studio canal and i think it is it's one of the most glorious sets that i have it's got a uh, it's got new art it's got a poster and a hard case and all sorts of things. I've got and a hard it's, case. It's not, and it's a beautiful uh, 4K transfer, about as beautiful as it can be. It was shot very cheaply on uh, highly, highly grainy film stock. So while I say I love grain, and I do, it's, sometimes it's very, very grainy. Um, but it's, uh, you know, it's it's a very cheesy uh, 80s flick, and I'm just interested to hear what you make of it.
0: I really hope I like it because, you know, Sean Connery. Yep. Indeed His it is. performance in The Last Crusade, <sniffs> dang, it
1: pips it for me. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely, absolutely. So, uh, so we Indiana, can... let it let go. It go. Um, I have a few things uh, that I'd like to talk about in uh, future episodes. We can uh, we can sort of preface this if you want. Um, first of all, I still want to do what's our bond number? Yes. And uh, and I will not rest until that actually happens, uh, because I promised. And uh you know You will deliver. I will deliver. Um I would also like us to do a Mission Impossible Yes. Um
0: Yes. Yes A thousand times, yes. Yes. Uh I have Red ordered... Light Green Light. Green light Green Light
1: I have ordered the uh the four K set and um I would like to get those movies uh, spinning, uh, oh, in sorry. I would like to get those uh, fantastic movies spinning, spinning in my 4K spinging. player. Spinning, spinning in my 4K, 4 <laughs> <laughs> Fuck this. <laughs> this has been. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> indeed. Just you don't it. have to play sing us it. out, Scotty. Just play us out. It. Anyway, I want to talk about Mission Impossible. <laughs> I want to talk about Highlander. I want to talk about James Bond. And um, I think I'm you want sure, to go to sleep. <laughs> I'm sure that there will be other things somewhere in the future. Anyway, thanks for listening.
0: Thank what's our seat number there we go we've solved the problem of me not being comfortable in front of the microphone (laughs) Uh, uh, oh fuck fuck's sake (laughs) what is going on with the tech <sighs> I want my money back really Who's money listen seriously this is what's happening right now right mm-hmm. I'm sitting in front of the microphone but because I broke the pop filter last time I'm holding it like, that's what's happening because it doesn't it doesn't sit anymore on the on anything yep this is, this is so much better fun time too. So, <clears throat> are you uh you watching anything?
1: I'm doing a massive,
0: sexy rewatch of Doctor
1: Who. From why
0: does it have to be massive and sexy? Why can't it just be? It's I'm rewatching Doctor Who.
1: Sorry, I'm rewatching Doctor Who. There you go. I mean, it's that's boring a bit now. Boring, isn't it? They're whoa, ju- they're boring. Whoa, now it's really boring. We're going in the red. Boring as that blue in the red. Boringers. In the red. In the red. In the red. Welcome
0: to the red. Mm. Do you uh, know? Yes. I actually. Um, I rewatched uh, the Mission Impossible movies. I I do know that, yes. and it's a little bit it's a little bit weird because I've never watched them all in one go before. Like I've watched like oh I fancy watching the first Mission Impossible movie or uh, three, and and sometimes you watch four and you go well now I have to watch five mm-hmm. and six. But I watched them all in one go, and uh, and I have to say that number two notwithstanding. They haven't made a single bad Mission Impossible movie, which is wrong because they made number two.
1: <laughs> yeah, but number two has a certain, uh, you know, do not fucking say genocide. I was going to say nostalgic charm. Really? Yeah, it was one of the first DVDs I ever bought. Throw it. It's the first album. Ever.
0: <laughs> Damn. Roll the clip.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, write to us, uh, viewers, listeners. Let us Do you know like if the that... second Mission Impossible movie? No, I was going to say, let us know if the whole rolling the clip thing is starting to annoy you, because I've it's only not, just started it's doing not it recently. me.
0: It's not annoying me.
1: Seriously, man, you and me, we're fucking done professionally.